ESPN Lafayette. E to the S to the P to the N. The best ticket in sports. Great Scott! The Great Scott Show. And as they head into the final furlong, all of the other radio stations and radio hosts are left in the wake of a keen turn of speed by the Great Scott Show, the champion. With Scott Prather. Steal the show. Happy to be here. We've got some special guests lined up, um, as some of them are walking by the glass right now. Um, but stay tuned. we got plenty in store for you. Uh, Gerald Broussard is going to be joining me in studio at some point here uh, shortly. We will talk plenty of football. I've been telling you guys... For years, that Brett Favre is not a good person. He has questionable character. And I used to take so much heat for it. Why do you hate him? He's the best. He's the gunslinger. He's he's the greatest. I love Brett Favre. That's what I want to be like. I just love like yeah. Can we, you know, that he's 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 an all-time great, but can we can we not canonize him? Can we look at some of the, the some of the shady things about him and at least point out that that's that's part of the story? You remember last year when some reports came out that Brett Favre and Ted DiBiase Jr., former wrestler, son of the Million Dollar Man, ironically when it comes to this story, received large amounts of money from the Mississippi government that were intended, money that was intended for welfare. Favre was asked about it, downplayed it, said he didn't do anything wrong, paid some money back. State says, you still owe us well over a million dollars. A report came out yesterday from Mississippi Today Revealing texts between he and the former governor of Mississippi, Phil Bryant, where Favre obtained large welfare funds to help build a new volleyball center at Southern Miss, where his daughter was playing at the time. There are text messages in this report where Favre 100% spells out what is happening. The texts show Favre and Bryant and Nancy New, a, a attorney who has, by the way, pled guilty to 13 felony counts of bribery, fraud, and racketeering for her role in the welfare scheme. Discussing how they were going to get $5 million in welfare funds to build a volleyball stadium at Southern Miss. Favre is a Southern Miss alum. 
Favre asking new an attorney in 2017 via text. If you were to pay me, is there any way the media can find out where it came from and how much? She said, no, we never have that information publicized the next day. He says, okay, thanks. The next day she says, wow, just got off the phone with Phil Bryant, the governor. He's on board with us. We'll get this done. Barb, awesome. I needed to hear that for sure. Federal regulations prohibit states from using TANF funds on brick and mortar. There's a lot in this Mississippi Today story to, to, to unpack, but the reality is, come on, guys. Can you at least see where I'm coming from now? Can we at least separ- separate the, the guy from the football player? Can we? Can we? It's, uh, come on. I mean, taking money from from the needy for volleyball? Really? Really? Uh Uh-uh. No. No. You know, I... Remember the stuff with Jen Sturger? Remember all that? I get it. We're all complicated. Humans are flawed. But don't tell me that the national media covers some athletes different than others, particularly all-time greats. Remember when Favre, that all happened, said, I'm you know, I'm working on it. Shoot, Jen Sturger, she tweeted out yesterday, I don't believe in cancel culture, not at all. I do believe in accountability culture. Barb hadn't been accountable for anything. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, it was nothing new. A lot of players had their demons. A lot of players were had addictions and maybe mistreated women or did other things during their heroic days of playing a sport. But, like, let's be honest. Taking money that was designated to help poor people in his own state and funneling it to to, to build a volleyball arena is pretty gross. Pretty gross. Not good. At all. And unfortunately, we're opening up with another kind of nasty story from the world of sports today. Robert Sarver, the Phoenix Suns owner, who, according to an investigation, I mean, we're talking about I, 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 the, a, a, a toxic and hostile work environment is the very extreme Cliff's Notes version. We're talking about homophobic slurs, racial slurs, all kinds of different things, um, Inappropriate comments, racial sensitivity, mistreatment of female employees. Just just a lot of nasty stuff. Suspended one year and fined $10 million. It's a hell of a lot of money. Probably the biggest fine ever maybe that I can remember as far as NBA goes. But $10 million for an NBA owner is not that thing. Okay, you're suspended for your Suspended an owner? 
an 18th, a, a, a comprehensive investigation over an 18-year period. Someone asked me yesterday, well, do you think they'll Donald Sterling him? For those who don't know what that means, Donald Sterling, former owner of the Clippers, got forced to sell by the own owners. I said, no. He said, what's different? I said, I mean, not much. The, the, the difference is, you know, I mean, Sterling was a lousy guy, but he, the difference was he didn't have any friends. The other owners didn't like him. Sarver appears to be a scumbag, but he's got friends. The owners are the ones ultimately calling the shots. Remember, Adam Silver, the NBA. Who, who, who does Silver work for? Who is the NBA? It's the owners. If they already didn't like the guy, yeah, they would force him to sell. But there's no celebrity involved in this. There's no... Um, there's no audio of him saying bad things about Magic Johnson. Like there was with Donald Sterling. So no, he's not going to be forced to sell. He'll sit out a year and then he'll come back and everyone's going to act like it's all hunky-dory. Yeah. ESPN Lafayette, best ticket in sports. But come on. The point of this is to remind everyone the cold hard truth of when you got power and you're important, you can get away with more stuff in the world of sports. I mean, how much did ESPN cover the Brett Favre thing yesterday? How much? If at all. little snippet here, there, boom, gone, out of there. Let's be real. I mean, if that was, I don't know, it... it it's not good. It's not good. I, I need to. I need to, to to pivot to something positive. Got a guest coming in next. Gerald Broussard's coming in a little bit later. We'll talk a little UL and Saints with our next guest and Star Wars. What? Huh? That's right. I promise you, it'll all make sense. Don't go anywhere. Great Scott Show continues right after. <laughs> Welcome back into the Great Scott Show. Going to try to have a happier segment. Dana Page Baker, my friend from the Acadiana Symphony, is here. Good morning. Good morning. It's good to see you. It's good to see you. Dana used to work here for years. She is a friend. Uh, She's a wonderful person, and I mean that. She wears her heart on her sleeve, especially when it comes to sports. Oh, you know, you know. Let me ask you, what what is your favorite Beastie Boys song of all time? Beastie Boys of all time, intergalactic. That's a good one. Yeah. That one, I, that one just... I like it. Yeah. The Hello yeah. Nasty album. I think the easy, the easy answer to that is like Brass Monkey. To get, Most yeah. people, see, you can tell people that only knew License to Ill. Correct. Or people that know the catalog. Right. You know. Right. You know yeah. the difference. Right. Correct. There's people that are like, oh, yeah, the party song, or, yeah. which is fine. They're, they're, which look, is totally fine. License yeah. the Hill is an iconic yeah. album. Right. But anyone that listens to them a lot, they never pick a song off of that one. No. Right. They're always Correct. picking it off a different album. Right. 
right. like it. I, I had like the hugest it. crush on them back in the day. <laughs> I mean, me, I still do. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm a, in my 40s here. Rest in peace, MCA. Um, so you were, you were. Uh, I don't know. You disagree with me. I was, I was kind of calling out your fandom. I know you. So, you were. You know, the Cajuns tail of two halves on Saturday. Struggling in the first half, mm. completely dominant in the second. <sighs> you were off on some beach somewhere. Yes. Doing her best, you know, Jimmy Buffett impression. <laughs> and did you turn the game off, Dana? I I had to, I, so I follow on Twitter when I can't be oh. in front in front of the <laughs> you game. You follow the place where that is the least amount of rationale. That's well, hilarious. I know, I know. There's no there's <laughs> the least amount of objectivity. That's good. I know, I know, I know, but I need to I need to, you know I need to breathe. I need to, you know. And then yeah. I get off riled up. So it was. So you're 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 saying it was that. But what if they were like winning fourteen to nothing, but still kind of playing? Oh, I'd have right? been. I'd have listened. I would have. I would have been fine. I would have listened the entire time. But that seven to zero for so long, and then that delay. I'm texting all my friends. I'm like, everybody who's there, like, hey, what's what's going on? What, is this a weather delay? Because I thought the weather was supposed to be beautiful. They're like, yeah, it's lightning within eight miles. So what? Yeah. When when, I, when did you? At what point did you figure well, out that the I tide mean, I was, turned in I was a major having, way? I mean, we took a little break because we we needed some cocktails. <laughs> <laughs> By the time she turned it back in, it she was, was 49 like, to 21. How and many I'm like, did I have? Oh. what happened? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, did I really have just alcohol? <laughs> was there something else? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, so. I mean, I, I, no one was more surprised than myself. But not because I didn't have faith in the Cajuns. Obviously, I'm Cajuns till I die. That's it. There's no other team. I mean, I mean you're the Saints, you know. I mean, <laughs> I'm in college football. So you, you were like, wait, they won by four touchdowns? I know. I, I, I thought I had left the planet. Um, maybe you did briefly. <laughs> I well, thought, I, I can only imagine what was Sunday like for you. I mean, Saints, it was. It wasn't even it was two halves. It was nightmare. three quarters and then a. Crazy fourth. Quarter. I know it was a nightmare. We stopped to have lunch on the way back. We're like, oh, it's going to be a stress free. So you're traveling. Are you doing the Twitter thing again? No, we okay. stopped at a, we we stopped at a at a restaurant, Ralph and Kaku's in Mobile, and there the girl <laughs> greeted us in a Saints jersey. At we're Saints like, country. okay, Mobile is Saints country. Yeah, we were like, all right, we can we can eat here. If they would have greeted us with the Falcons, no, no. nobody, nobody no. cares about that. No. So, so we're sitting at the bar and we're eating and we're watching the game. Like, oh yeah, we're pumped up. Yeah, I'm, I'm with all people from New Orleans. So it's like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. And then we're like, oh holy they cow, they good. scored again. They, oh, they, they scored again. Yeah. Oh my god, twenty six to ten. And then they brought the bill finally, and we're like, we got to get out of here. We can't. We can't. We can't get. We got to get home. So you you were responsible. Like when you were watching, bad things would happen. When I stopped watching, we win. And y'all didn't listen on the way home. You just no, at some point no, found we, out they won. No, we <laughs> oh, we kept watching. Now there, now there, I kept watching Twitter. <laughs> there you go. I just I love Twitter, but it would it would. I mean, there was some jabronis on Saturday oh, that yeah. were like, I don't know, might do time for a new head coach. I was like, Oh my gosh, JF, like whoa, uh, right, guys, it's two quarters I in mean, the second game. They won. They have the longest win right, streak in the country. Right, right. relax. And then take later a, on, take a like, All right, maybe I was overreacting. I'm like, it's you Twitter. think it's Twitter? Though. It's Twitter, right? It's Twitter. Like just take and look. A, take I, a beat. I'm probably not not so much the Cajuns. I mean, I'm usually it's it's yeah, more cardiac a little always. more professional when I'm sure. But when it's the Saints, I can let my emotions get me. So absolutely, I, if I'm watching live, which I wasn't, um, I, I might I you. might tweet some things that are a little 
I mean, I, you know, people talk about <laughs> marginal. Spoiler. By the way, I'm sorry. Do you, do you have another hit in the studio after this one? No, no, okay. no, no. I'm good. I'm done for the, longer. I'm done for the day. So, um, and we're going to tell you why Dana's in here, aside from the fact yeah. that she's awesome in a minute. Um, like, like spoiler etiquette that's it, with live sporting events. There is none. So, right, right. you know, I, I try not to get mad at someone, but you know, I, I I'm helping my daughter, her soccer team, she's got two more games and they play Sundays like at 1230. Oh, and, and we're 12 o'clock almost all. Well, all the first the three games. Yeah. yeah the, 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 the first week she's officially done. Then they have an 830 game. Of course. Like, yeah. Of course. Of course. And they then do. I think my son starts. <laughs> oh my God. But, but in the morning, not at noon, it's right, like, Oh, right. this is perfect. Right. Anyway, just trying to, you know, do the best I can. Sure. And so I'm telling people, you know, at this soccer game, there's one guy I, you know, I know, and his kids on the team, and I'm like, "Hey, he's oh, I'm recording too." I'm like, "Good, don't look at the score, don't tell don't, me anything. Yeah. Stay like, off I the don't socials. Even care. Yeah, I don't even want like." And my wife knows because she's seen me in this situation before. <laughs> and at one point, you know, late in the in the game, he's like, "Oh, Scott, I just checked the score." I'm like, "Oh, stop! No, don't do that. But don't like." He's like, "I'm not going to say tell anything." Me. I'm like, "No, I don't even care. You just I could tell from your body language now, that now something all, bad's happening." Yeah, mom, holding my and breath my the whole. It's like, "What? Do you, don't don't tell him anything. Don't even look at him." <laughs> and then, like you know, I'm walking. When the game ends. I'm walking, and, and I hear someone say, "Oh yeah, it's just halftime." And I'm like, "Oh great." So I, I'm gonna. I know that the first half is right. good, right? And so then you're you're watching it, and it's not live, but you know. Kind of, uh oh. You know, well, you know, something. you know, it's not good. So you're like, you're it's like, impending doom. Once the whole I got time. home and I like had my phone off and I was in, I was, I was full on mode. I was boarded yeah. in. I was yeah, like, for sure, nobody can spoil it. I don't know what the second half's going to happen. Right. So I watched it, and sure enough, you know, it was not looking great at halftime. And, yeah. But I'm like, if someone tells you not to tell them anything, don't even do the okay. But I'll just say this. Like, I mean, no, no, no. no or, is, or don't even give me the eyebrow lift. Nothing. Just be like, right? okay. Yeah. You got to play it like, I, what I should have done has been like, let's go play poker later. Because you, you. Oh, well, hello. You could take all his money. God. For sure. Don't, if someone tells you not to spoil anything, don't say the, all right, but I mean, I'm just saying. You I'm might just not, saying. You, know, you might not yeah, want to. Yeah. 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 Keep that to yourself. Keep your, keep your business to keep yourself. The, keep, your, keep your mouth shut. <laughs> Correct. At what point can you like. You feel like there's a you can spoil a show or a movie. Like how much time has to pass? I mean, okay, so like if I said like right. Darth Vader is Luke's father. I mean, it's been you know I mean, forty five years. I mean, I can. That's allowed, right? That's allowed. That's allowed. But I mean, I think I think that you you have to give it at least forty eight hours. Okay. You got to give somebody time if they recorded it, they DVR, they're delayed, they're watching it somewhere else. 48 hours is about it because at this point in in that period of time, you're going to watch every sports television show, news television show. You're going to be on all your socials. Yeah. You're going to listen to the radio. You're going to find out. It's just weird. I, I guess if it's a show that's streamed, it should have different. Like if it's a There's Netflix different rules shows, for streaming. You can't like drop Stranger Things spoilers in like the first day. Like I, can't, I don't have time to watch. Oh, you can't give me House of Dragons. Of right. You can't right. give me the House of the Dragon and but then see, tell but, me things. But but Dana, that one, does is it a little different since it's not necessarily streamed? It's like one hour weekly? Right. It's, it's still appointment viewing. Because they right. to, to right. tweet about it and interact during the show. Right. But you got to still wait. You got to still wait the 48 hours because not everybody can watch it or it's on Sunday. I just, my I feel like if it's if it's streaming that drops at all. Sure. Don't, don't do anything for a while. Right. But if it's like that night, maybe you as a viewer, we got to. 
It's tough. It's tough. It's, t- it's, it's tough, but I mean, man, if somebody's like, I can't get home, I got to watch it. You, you, like years ago on our on our station Facebook page, yeah. I mean, this was maybe 10 years ago. It was some WrestleMania thing when The Rock oh, wrestled yeah. John Cena. And somebody got so mad and they're like, how could you do this? It's like, it was like, don't go on Facebook. If well, stay off the socials if right. you're really trying not to find some things. Right, exactly. I mean, I, I'm a diabetic. I get my blood sugar numbers off of my phone now, and I turn it off on Sunday for five hours. I'm oh, like, wow. I'm just, I have to go the old it. school yeah, way. I'm not, man. I can't. That's how much skating I did edge. not want to. You are skating the edge, buddy. I hope it doesn't happen this week. I, no, you got to. I got two more Saints games I got to try to. Well, and we Maybe played, it'll rain. And it's Tampa Bay this week. Huh? I know. I, 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 I don't know. You think Tampa Bay, I mean, Tom's kind of looking like, like Gozer from Ghostbusters. Yeah. You know, the, he should have gone from out. The so I just, you know, one of these days, I want the, one of these massively successful players to leave when you're on top. There's nothing like it, right? Go out when you won that Super Bowl with another team, stick your finger in, in old Patriot man's face, and let it go. Move on with your life. His wife wants him to. Well, clearly. Giselle said, it's my time now. You got to do all that. I want to go on the model again. Well, look at, I mean, Drew Brees is doing it right. I mean, he's out there living his his best life with his kids and his wife and doing all the things. And he's let it go. I mean, whether he really let it go, we we don't need to know. But, yeah. At some point, you know. I mean, I I, I don't know. I'm I'm over old Tom. let, let, Let the Saints take it to him. I hope they take just, it to just take it to them. Spank them. <laughs> All right, we mentioned. I mentioned earlier. You know, spoiler yeah. etiquette. Mm-hmm. You, you can. It's you can't spoil Star Wars for someone. No. I, I never saw The Sopranos. I just it didn't happen <gasps> for me. What? But I don't get mad when someone references it. I'm like, yeah, no. I and people are like, why don't you watch it? I'm like, I I know everything that happens at this point. Sure. I don't really have time to. Um, that's to, a, that's a if sh- I'm going to commit to a show, I want it to be maybe something that I don't know what's going to yeah. happen. The two endings I'll never get over is The Sopranos and Game of Thrones. I, I, I'll never be okay with either one. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. They're all just staring at each other. Terrible. Um, but I mentioned Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. I, you've seen me. I've, I support the Acadiana Symphony. You do. I yes, remember being you. at like one of the last public events in Lafayette. It was... Oh, I before, went to the Acadiana oh, Symphony the, this is us. with yeah. some friends. And then I... Um, we went out to eat after, and we were like, man, this coronavirus thing is kind of crazy. Like, You're right. And we were like kind of joking, like my, everything might shut down in a week, and literally yeah, a week it, later. Right. It yeah, it was, it was pandemonium. I, I, I remember it like it was yesterday, and having to lay, laying off musicians and canceling contracts. It yeah. was just the absolute worst thing to do, aside from... It's a pandemic, right? Right. <laughs> but the, the, the people, the, the people part was so hard, yeah, so hard. And um, I'm just, I'm just say that to say I'm so glad it's, yeah, it's rocking and rolling. And uh, next week, what a week from tomorrow, yes, Thursday, September twenty second, the Star Wars Symphony. Oh yeah, so we got the full movie. It's not just you know we're playing John Williams or the you know the the composer. We're playing the full movie, original movie, nineteen seventy seven. Um, I must say the CGI, or that's not what they called it then, but was way ahead of its time. Um, but like in the movie, when it first came out, I did go see I Am Old. So I did go see it with my dad and my mom. And, you know, it was, you know, amazing to see in a movie theater. And, you you know, the music is great and, this, you know, whatever. And movies are great. I yeah. love the movies. But 
feeling the music is different when it is the full live symphony playing the entire thing. That is just, it is is unlike anything else. I have nothing to compare it to. Nothing to compare so it to. So when you say y'all do the full movie. The what, full movie. What is that in Like the whole scrolling up that, you know, you watch how the credit opening. <laughs> so thing. the movie yeah. is on a screen and then they Huge play the screen. music with it. Yeah. And so they're playing the entire time. There is an intermission, so you get a little break because um, the musicians That's are going to so need cool. a break. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah, my my friend, I mean, he's like a, a we're not like super close, but mm-hmm. back when I was on the afternoons, he'd come on the show weekly at T-Bob Hebert. Mm-hmm. When they have it in Baton Rouge, he, I mean, he's all cosplay. I mean, he, oh, yeah. he introduces it. He he speaks so highly of the Star Wars Symphony. Yeah. And um, now that it's here, you know, in Acadiana and you guys are doing it next week, it just sounds like a ton of fun. Oh, uh, what, so what? What else? So you got the movie music. I mean, is there? Is it? Do you have to oh. worry about cosplay? Or is I mean, this... look, people will be. I may or may not be wearing <laughs> Princess Leia buns. I'm just putting it out there. Um, but there'll be plenty of people dressing up. But we have we have Disney approved characters. Okay. We're going to have Darth Vader, Stormtroopers, Snowtroopers, R two D two, and his entire team. I'm most excited about actually looking and. Physically seeing the R two D two, I'm pumped about that. Mandalorian approved yeah. co- costumes. Well, it's not just the costumes. Now, this isn't just like, hey, Scott, you want to come and dress up and you know sure, whatever. Yeah. No, 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 no. So Disney has a process, of course. You submit. You have to submit your costume, professional photos, um, video of where you are, what you've done. And they can approve you. And when when somebody like the Symphony, Kitty and Symphony, will, um, does this movie, we get an approved list of people we can call mm-hmm. to come to to be in, in okay. character. Okay. And so there are twenty so of them. So it's like these are these are pros legit. here. These are legit pros. Um, they're driving in from all over the state, actually in the tri-state area, and um, yeah. I'm I'm so excited. This sounds so much fun. We're, and we're so opening early so you can kind of, you know, meet them. What and time pictures. is it open? Doors open at 5. Okay. Concert starts at 7. There's also this huge, um, like kind of like, it was bigger than this uh, picture here. But um, it is the giant Death Star. And you get to a whole selfie station thing. Where, That's oh, yeah. so cool. So yeah. where where can folks listening that aren't, you know, seasoned ticket holders sure. of the Acadiana Symphony, because they've already got theirs, how can folks listen and get tickets? To you this? can go to a the easiest thing to do, instead you don't have to, you know, deal with, figure out how to deal with Ticketmaster, because I can't, but AcadianaSymphony.org, click on any Star Wars thing that you see, and it will take you there. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. I'm super pumped. AcadianaSymphony.org. I mean, you don't even have to go to Houston, Baton Rouge, New Orleans. It's right here. It's here. The first movie, the live music. There's something about an orchestra, everything that comes along with it. I mean, you mentioned John Williams. I mean, mm-hmm. how many, how many musical score directors? All the majors, you know, yeah. are you know Han, <laughs> Han Zimmer. Zimmer. Like you uh-huh. know, like like I I couldn't name you one like currently. Sure, but like the old Me classics, either. it's like you know them because the music was such icon- a big part of that. Cinema. It's iconic. You know that music when right. you hear it, right? For sure, this is going to be great. I can't wait for them to to be playing the. Um, the little lasers, all that. They're going to be playing all that too. Like, whoa. so they're going to be. They're going to be. Wait. So the symphony does like sound effects as well. Part of it, yeah. Man. Oh yeah. This is going to be great. Oh yeah, it's amazing. I all can't right. wait. I won't spoil the movie for anyone. Popcorn and Coke. It's it. going to be like a real movie experience too. You got popcorn. Uh, it, it is like yeah. an interactive. 
yes, movie I like experience. It. I like it. Yeah, very good, very good. Do you think they would ever do one where they like show the Wizard of Oz and play the what is what is is it a Led Zeppelin or what's that 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 old urban legend? Yeah, I don't remember that. It's something like that. Oh, they're anyway. eating poppies. Never yeah. forget. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you don't know. Yeah, no, we're gonna stick with with Star Wars. It's yes. gonna be awesome. Uh, a week from tomorrow, everybody at the Hyman Center. Yes, the Star Wars Symphony. Uh, the full movie, the orchestra's there. They're going to have Star Wars characters in the house. They will be there, a large Death Star, a selfie station. Uh, the doors will open at 5, tons of fun before. The show starts at 7, acadianatsymphony.org, where you can go buy tickets if you don't already have them. Yes, sir. But Dana, as we leave here, mm-hmm. so you're, not, you're, you're working. You're obviously not going to be on vacation this week. No. I won't be do? on vacation for a while what now. What are you going to do Saturday if, you know, the Cajuns get off to a slow start? Are you going to just, you know, bicker and walk away? Or no, are you gonna stick no, <laughs> no, no. Different. When you're on the beach, this is a different atmosphere. You have to. With you. Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. But, but I will, atmosphere. I'll be, you know, look, I am raging Cajuns till I die. So hopefully no, that's not anytime soon. No, but. no, no, no cocktails. No beach cocktails. There will be no beachy cocktails and sun soaked day. Okay. No. And there will be some booing of Tom Brady in the in, in Dana's oh, household on Sunday. Oh, you betcha! You betcha! You think he got like maybe just a little Botox or something? He you looks, think? He, looks, <laughs> he, he looks, and Sean Payton probably went to the same doctor. I mean, got a little tight. You know, everyone's you know, like, "Oh, Sean Payton! Look how much younger he looks." I'm like, "Well, well I mean, stress." That's makeup, and that's no stress. That's no stress, yeah, right? That's right. No stress. You get to talk about the thing you love the most. And poor Tom. I mean, not poor. Poor Tom. No, no poor he's, Tom. He's he's he's, he's living his yeah. best life too. He's just like his wife's. Like, listen, I've been here all the time. It's I gave you those kids. Home. I you took said care. You were yeah. Retire. So, all right, fine. I'm going back in my life. Yeah, well, she should. Man, there's a lot She's, of I'm dealing with. I'm like, mm. yeah, you know, uh, Sunday you can be dealing with the pass rush. That's the that's key. It. That's Get it. pressure on the inside. That's how you beat Tom Brady. Oh, if you give him a bunch to- of time, yes. then unfortunately it could be a long day for the Saints. But in the regular season, they've they've kind of. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna we got him. <laughs> I like where this confidence is. I don't know where it was on <laughs> Sunday, but I like where it is now. Well, it's different when it's the dirty birds. Right. Just don't. I just, get all riled oh, up. No, Oof, you could say that again. That's, <laughs> Just a different level of stress. Right. Nobody texts me on Sunday during the game because my. F- oh, by oh. the way, when I turned my phone on, I had seventy six. I was going to say, how do you resist? Because I can't have red. I have no notifications on my phone because I can't deal with the red dot. I got to look it, at it. Yeah, yeah, and and then it's. I but yeah, seven. That's why I had to just turn it off. Completely. Yeah, because I'm it like, would just never stop. Just, and just out of habit, like I'm, I'm going on to like look at my blood sugar, and then oh oh god no, somebody text somebody oh, to say it's oh. on the screen. Just you just got to. Oh gotta, well, and you have to be super present for the daughter. I mean, we got to be super oh, present. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, so I'm not, I'm yeah. not going to stay home. I'm going to go yeah. watch her, support yeah. her, help her in her soccer yeah, games. Of course. She's, she's into it. Good dad. She's doing good. Yeah. Family first. Always. By little. And forever. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Same second. <laughs> Family first. That's the key. Family absolutely. first. Absolutely. Dana, it's great seeing you. You too. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me. Great Scott Show continues. Gerald Broussard will be in studio soon. We will dig into the wild week in sports, college football, pro football, and more. And uh, the Detroit Lions, they're 0-1-1, but they're actually, I mean, it's it's been well over two years since something happened for them, and it just happened yesterday. And some would say it's good. Others would say, what the hell are they thinking? We'll explain next on The Great Scott Show. It's ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. <laughs> 
This is the one place where you can really let the referees know exactly how you feel. This is NFL, which stands for not for long when you make them calls. ESPN Lafayette, ESPNLafayette.com, and the ESPN Lafayette app. Welcome back into the Great Scott Show. Gerald Bruce are going to be in studio in the 8 o'clock hour. Looking forward to catching up with G. So the Detroit Lions, who, God bless them. They're in every game. They're good enough to be, you know, to, to lose to every team in the NFL by one possession. Every team. That's the Detroit Lions. And because they've lost a lot, they're never really a betting favorite. Why would they be? Doesn't mean they don't cover. In fact, they're kind of a covering machine considering they're in every game. They don't care about covering. Betters might. They don't. They would have win. There's nothing like winning, gentlemen. I, I got to work on my Dan Campbell impression. But there's nothing like winning. I'm going to start crying because I love you so much. All I think about is you guys. The Lions, after playing in 24 straight games as an underdog, and yes, that is the longest active streak in the NFL, are currently a a two-and-a-half-point favorite against the Commanders. I don't like it. I don't. I know they're at home against Washington. I don't. I don't the, the The Lions shouldn't be favored in a game. That's not good for them. All right, men. No one thinks we can do it. Let me get another wad of dip in my mouth and let's go fight. Let's bite some kneecaps. Not only was it the longest streak in the or is the longest streak in the NFL, it's the team's longest in the Super Bowl era. The Lions have not been favored in a game since November 2020 when they were a one-point road favorite against the Panthers who were starting P.J. Walker that week. Which, by the way, the Panthers won 20 to nothing. You see what I'm saying? You don't want them to be favored. Now, who's second on that list? What team do you think would be second on the list for longest active streak as an underdog? Heading into a game. They have to have obviously been bad. New head coach. Coming off a road win. Huh? The New York Giants. The Giants hold the second longest active streak as an underdog at 15 consecutive games. Now it's 24 for Detroit. 15 for the Giants who, by the way, They're playing the Panthers, and they are currently two-and-a-half-point favorites. 
All right. All right. Speaking of the Panthers, Jake DeLome, former Panthers quarterback, former backup for the Saints, starter for the Panthers, raging Cajun great, color analyst, radio color commentator for the Carolina Panthers. Week to week, he's traveling around. He's calling the games. He will be on the show tomorrow. We're talking a lot of football with Jake. Looking forward to that. But yeah, the Lions don't need to be. They don't. They don't. They don't need to be. They don't need to be favored in a game. I mean, God bless them. I I I I, I root for them. They're not impacting the Saints, and I root for them. But man, they just fall short so many times. And it's causing Dan, who just he's he need the Lions are a little more feisty. Their defense. Hmm. Tracy Walker, by the way, got ejected on Sunday. He's feisty. Um, they just can't seem to win the, the, the one-possession games. They have seven losses in one-score games between last season, 2021, and, and, and last Sunday. 18 games. The last 18 games they have played, they have lost seven games by one possession. Speaking of the Panthers, once again, here they are, tied with Carolina for the second most in the league. Surprisingly, the team that led the league last year was the Minnesota Vikings. They had eight. But the Vikings feel like they're over that hump this year. The Lions, we'll see. I mean, that that team is just, they're working, man. They're working. But, you know, once, once something starts to follow you as a team. For example, the Atlanta Falcons. When you start to have epic losses, blown leads, late in games, no matter how much your head coach or you, if you're a player, try to be in the moment and remove that from your mind on game day when a tide starts to turn or where things start snowballing in the opposite direction, you can feel it. You don't have to say it. You probably won't talk about it, but you can feel it. You can feel it. If the Lions are in a one-possession game again this Sunday and things are getting close, they're going to feel it. I guarantee you, the next time the Atlanta Falcons have a sizable lead, in the let's say a double-digit lead in the fourth quarter, maybe it's this Sunday when they're in L.A. against the Rams. I promise you that late in the game, if the Rams start scoring some points and they cut the deficit to one possession, everybody on that sideline and their head coach is going to be feeling it and it is going to impact them. They're not going to say it. They're not going to talk about it, but they're all going to be feeling it. And once you start feeling something, it is impossible to emotionally disconnect and just be in that moment and call a play on the call sheet. You think that if the Lions hadn't lost as many one-possession games, if they hadn't have been as close as they were last year, that Dan Campbell is, is attempting an onside kick in the third quarter Sunday? No, he is. It's why the Saints for so many years, pre-Sean Payton, anybody that followed that team knows. You just have PTSD. You're just waiting for something bad to happen. How are they going to screw this up again? And it takes a long time to break that cycle. I don't know how the Falcons could do it, honestly. 
I mean, I was like, wait, Dan, Dan, Smith, Dan Quinn hadn't been there for a little while now. It's been a little while since Dan Quinn's been the head coach. How are they doing this again? Much less to the Saints. That's what was really funny about it. The psychology side of it all. That's something else I'm going to ask Jake about tomorrow. The psychology side of the sports and how you deal. And, and the flip side of it. When you, when you know you're in every game. I mean, there's something to that for the Cajuns. Honestly, for the guys that have been there for a little while. Not for the new guys, but for the guys that have been there for a while. I mean, you won seven one-possession games a year ago. When you keep winning, when you're in the close games and you consistently win it, you feel like you're just going to win it. And maybe it doesn't happen every week. The Lions won a few games by one possession last year. So did the Vikings. They won two, but they lost seven. No, check that, eight. Maybe they had a tie in there. I don't know. The point is, it. the Vikings weren't in that situation Sunday. When they are in that situation this year, let's see if they overcome it. It takes a trend to flip. Go back in 2008 and look at the Saints' schedule and look how many games they lost by one possession. Look at how many games they lost right at the end of the game. Once they were able to overcome it, and start winning the majority of those games, it was it was a totally different team. And then, of course, 2009, they won the Super Bowl. But in 2008, one possession loss, you know, five-point loss to Washington, two-point loss to Denver, three-point loss to Minnesota, three-point loss to Tampa Bay, overtime loss to Chicago, two-point loss to Carolina. I mean, that is... A lot. And then you look at their wins. There were only two wins they had that year that were one possession. The other six, they were they were dominant. Once teams that are that close flip the script, that's when they become really good teams. Now, again, you can also look at a roster and say, well, it makes sense. They got a lot of talent. Minnesota's got a good bit of talent on both sides of the ball. Detroit, eh. All right, men. Phone lines are open, 337-269-1077. You can tweet the show as well, at ESPN Lafayette. Doug emails the show. Hey, Scott, heard you praising Geno Smith yesterday for his win on Monday night. Thought it was funny coming from you, considering I've heard you make Geno Smith jokes a lot. I mean, I okay. I'm, I'm glad you thought that was funny. I mean, Geno Smith, I was happy for him. He played well on Monday night, but I don't suddenly think that he's like the guy. I mean, he's a he's he's what fourteen and twenty one all time as a starter. He's thrown more picks than touchdowns as a starter. He got punched by a teammate. Back when he was in New York, and when you go back and read all the details, you're actually like, yeah, I kind of see why he got punched. Yeah, I've made Gino jokes. I've made Mike Glennon jokes. I've made lots of jokes. I was happy for Gino. His line about, yeah, they they wrote me off, but I didn't write him back, though. That was good. It was a good moment. I was happy for him. But 
praising him for playing well in one win. I don't suddenly think that, that the, the Seattle's quarterback situation is better with him than it was with Russell Wilson. I'm glad you find it funny, but I don't, I don't, it's okay if, I mean, I did write him off. I think a lot of us, I'll probably still write him off. But does anyone think because Seattle's in first place after week one in the NFC West that they're not going to finish last in the NFC West? Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on, Doug. We can point out players that struggle, players that have mistakes, and whenever, you know, they get dunked on by a lot of folks, whenever they have a good moment, and they should feel good about it. It's okay to feel good for them. It doesn't erase all of the Geno Smith takes or my opinion of him as a as a legit starting quarterback. Where are you going to rank Geno Smith, 32 starting quarterbacks week one? I don't mean their performance in week one. I just mean overall, as far as who you would want as your starting quarterback. Where would you rank him? Come on. Come on. Let's take one phone call before we wrap up this hour and then bring Gerald Broussard in studio. Good morning. Welcome into the Great Scott Show. Hello. Morning, Scott. Hey, what's up? Hey, I just wanted to say uh, uh, my 40th birthday was uh, a couple weeks ago, and my wife bought me uh, the Stephanie tickets to Star Wars show. Oh, yeah. Dude, that might be like uh, the best gift she ever got me. <laughs> right on, <laughs> hey, man. Right on. Well, I, I'm no, sure you I'm, enjoyed I'm really that excited. segment earlier. Dude, I'll be honest. Before oh, yeah. Dana came in, I didn't know how detailed it was. I just yeah, thought it I didn't was. Know either. I just thought it was. Oh, they're like, playing the music. I'm like, whoa! They they got the characters. They got they got. Ah, come on, this is this is awesome. <laughs> hey, I don't know if you brought it up, but like, uh, what what do you make of us signing Latavius Murray to the practice squad? Do you um, think that's an indication of Alvin Kamara being more hurt than they're leading on? Or I, I think I think it's. I think there's some concern there. I think usually when you make when you make moves at the end of a practice squad, it's because you anticipate someone at a position not being available to practice. Um, yeah. You know, I think we'll know a little more today. I mean, I won't be surprised if Kamara is uh, DNP on today's injury report when it comes out this afternoon. But yeah, I I mean, I wouldn't read into it that he suddenly, you know, like. Uh, another way to read into it is, you know, you can bring up someone off the practice squad on game day two times during the season. And then if you want to do it a third time, then you got to sign them to the active roster. So, you know, Christian Ringo, they were short at D tackle. He had familiarity. He played on the Saints last year. He actually played, you know, well on Sunday. Um, and they brought him back and they elevated him. And so with, with the fact that Murray's on the practice squad, I won't be surprised if they elevate him. Also, I think it tells you that, you know, maybe they trust him a little bit more than uh, Tony Jones Jr. Yeah, yeah, I think that could have something to do with it as well. Um, and, so and at least he has some, you know, familiarity with the system. Yeah, but know. man, let's not. I mean, look, he—if he has to play a whole bunch Sunday, that's not a good thing. I mean, he's—he's—he's he's, yeah. he's not—he's oh, yeah. not that quick on his feet. It's <laughs> just he's not. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's well, a rib I mean, injury to Camara. And that's that. That has everything to do with this signing. We just we don't know the severity of that rib injury, and I'm sure we'll find yeah, out. Yeah, and like Dennis Allen's been pretty open about you know uh, injuries and stuff. It's surprisingly, you know, more than Sean Payton. Yeah, yeah. But uh, so, anyways, no it's man, it's a good point. Slightly concerning, and it's even more concerning oh, now. If if Kamara can't play hurts. Sunday, that hurts big time. There's yeah, no there's oh, no yeah. doubt about it, man. And you know, Tampa Bay does a pretty good job of taking taking them away. 
you know. Yeah, it's harder uh, to take him away it, now that you got all the other receivers, but uh, but yeah, yeah that's true. true. All right, thanks. Thank you, Scott. Thank you. One of the listeners chimes in about Gino. He says, Gino over Baker? Probably not. Probably. Oh, I'm just glad. Uh, I'm just glad the Saints don't have to make a decision like that. Because I am not a Baker. Baker, that's another guy I got to talk to Jake DeLome about tomorrow. Because he's in Carolina. Well, he didn't live there. He lives around here. But, you know, he's he's in Charlotte a lot. He's the radio color analyst for the Panthers. He, he, he has people on the inside. He knows the team. What are his thoughts on Baker Mayfield? Because I've never been a Baker guy as far as his ability at the pros. Um, I, yeah, that's, I guess, I guess, yeah, if I had to start someone, maybe I would take Baker over Gino, but man, I don't, it's, it's close. When you have a good quarterback, man, you can't let him leave. You can't screw it up. You can't. And for everybody that makes fun of Russell Wilson and how corny he is and all this other stuff, don't act like, Seattle is better off a quarterback with Geno Smith than Russell Wilson because Russ wore a tux to the game Monday night and he looked goofy and they lost. Come on. Come on. Gerald Broussard in studio next. It's the Great Scott Show. We're back right after this. Are you ready for week two of Thursday night football? Get ready for week two of touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins with DraftKings Sportsbook the official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet just $5 on any football game and get $200 in free bets instantly. You want more action? Everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings' early win promotion. See, it's simple. Bet on LA or Kansas City to win. If your team leads by seven at any point during the game, you get paid instantly even if your team loses. I'm Scott Prather, and I'm telling you to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code 1420 to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code 1420 only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. ESPN 1420, KPEL Lafayette. ESPN 1033, K277DQ Lafayette, a town square media station. <laughs> the best games, the best fans, the best on the bayou. The best ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. Great Scott, the Great Scott Show. And as they head into the final furlong, all of the other radio stations and radio hosts are left in the wake of a keen turn of speed by the Great Scott Show, the champion. With Scott Prather, steal the show. Welcome into the Great Scott Show. The 8 o'clock hour is here, and in studio is the legend, Gerald Broussard. He is, um, you know, he's it's a work day for him. He's kind enough to stop by for an hour while he's working, but he's he's dressed he's dressed nice. I mean, that, do you iron your own shirt? Or do you drop it off of the dry cleaners? I mean, that thing, 
I, I don't do either one, Julie. I, I put it in the dirty. Your wonderful wife takes Julie, care of it. Julie takes care of it, <laughs> and I, 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 I think she brings it to the clean. I'm sure she brings it to the cleaner. Man, I uh, had to, I had to iron a shirt a few weeks ago, and Jared, this had probably been. I did it in college a few times and, and burnt myself and ruined a chair that was in the dorm that I had to pay for. Um, twenty twenty two years ago. Jeez, I'm old. Um, but. It had been a while, and I was like, shoot, it was like a gala, and I needed to put on a nice shirt. I'm like, I, I forgot to bring this to the dry cleaner. She's like, just use the iron. I'm like, how? It's been a long time. <laughs> She's like, just don't burn yourself. I managed to pull it off somehow, but yeah, it wasn't. I, it wasn't. I used to iron when I first started coaching, and, and I, yeah, I, I would pull them out and iron on the night before the road game, and uh yeah, I ironed my shirts, and people would bring them over. And so you would iron, like, what kind of shirt were you wearing on game day? No, they were travel shirts to travel to get Got on the plane you. and stuff like that. Right. Yeah, I didn't. Right. Uh, Big Land took care of all of our game gear. So, like, what? Tell me this. I know, especially today, when like everything's kind of on video, and you know, the Cajun walk, they're all wearing their stuff they got from suit up. But like back then, it wasn't like you were being on like it wasn't like you were constantly being filmed or anything. Mm-hmm. So what was the mindset of you're going to dress really nice when you're traveling and the rest of the time? Because I've been on road trips with UL football. I mean, when you get to the hotel, wear whatever, do whatever. So like, what, what's the idea behind it back then? So, I mean, it's the, the head coach sets the travel attire, and it's it's whatever he wants. Coach Stokely's deal was is that he wanted you to wear a coat and tie. And so, you know, it's hard to wear. Although David Culley, I remember he went on an interview, and, and he came back from the interview. He took his tie off. And he had a, a three-button polo is what he was wearing. Oh, just <laughs> but he, <laughs> he covered the buttons. He with covered the, tie. the buttons with his tie. And he, he said, and that's back when Sahara, I know you don't remember this, but they used to have Sahara pullover shirts that were three buttons and it had a huge collar on it. So the collar, the tie fit under the collar and it had like a cowboy cuff on the sleeve okay. and stuff like that. Okay. So anyway, he was wearing a Sahara polo. With a tie on, but but no, we we would wear a coat and tie, and as you said, though we'd get to the hotel and then we put on a warm up. The players back then, they you know we didn't provide um, suits like they get now. They yeah. get suits, yeah. uh, but but you know they we tell them, hey, look, we want you to dress. We said it's a business trip, dress in business attire, and you kind of use that. And then we got to wear a. They're only wearing it to get on the plane and get off the plane, and. Um, so we just started giving them travel suits, and and they just they kept that all the time. Um, and you wore think it there's all the time. A, a psychology to it? Like you, you dress for business, you'll be more, you'll feel more respectful. It'll feel more business like. I mean, is there? I'm sure aside there from is. the hey, image wise, we want to put out this image that we're, you know, we're sharp, we're looking good, and well, I think a lot of what you do with it is you're, you're trying to transition people from. Uh, you know, from their formative years, and and, and you, you talk about business, you talk about a business trip, and then you want to teach and show what business is. You know, yeah. I know, you know, one time in, in the coach's office over at UL, we were in slacks, and we call it church attire, you know, so slacks and, and no jeans, yeah. wear jeans on Fridays, jeans and polos on Friday, but it was slacks and a button down the rest of the week. Uh, some guys would wear coats in too, but... but uh, didn't need a tie, but it was business attire. Gotcha. Then other coaches come in, and, and next thing you know, they show up in what we call golf attire. So a polo with uh, you know golf shorts, not workout gear. Nowadays, you go around some buildings, and they, they they're not wearing workout gear, but it's it's more like it's not the sweats, but you know the the nicer 
uh, long pants, but but they're they're not they're not stuff you would wear to work. But it's you know I, I know Coach Napier. I never saw Coach Napier without a hoodie on. Yeah, I mean other than other than when he was on, wearing the suit. Yeah, and so he's either a suit or a hoodie. Yeah, and um, and that was anytime you went around there, you know, and so um, you know, it's just it, it does. Like I said, it, it all depends on what you want to portray, you know. And what I do now, uh, if I'm in different cities, you wear different clothes. And so if if I'm in Houston and going to go make calls in Houston, then I'm going to wear you know slacks and and a button down. Uh, if I'm in Midland and I show up in slacks and a button down, they're going to look at me as I'm a revenue. Sure, yeah. Sure, so right. I, I usually wear black jeans or blue jeans <laughs> and now, a cowboy hat. <laughs> now I'm going to wear boots, you know, and, boots. Got yeah. it. And, so, and if you're in Portland, you're going to wear sort of some granola homemade, you know, fabric or yeah, something. You'll be you a know, lot more and, comfortable. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and look, it's different. A beanie. <laughs> I can dress like I'm dressed today with some black jeans and a button down in Fort Worth in Dallas. I've got to change these black jeans to, to slacks. Yeah. So Oklahoma City is blue jeans and and a, and a, a button down. You, you know, know so. your audience. Yeah, you know I, uh, I working in this job. I don't have to get dressed up. I wore a suit more in high school than I did the rest of my entire life by far. It's funny. I ran into someone in the lobby during the break. I guess he's promoting someone on one of the other stations. We used to be in plays and like speech and debate team and stuff, and we were laughing. And I was like, Yeah, I wore a suit like for all of that stuff, all the time in high school. And then ever since then, you know, if you ever see me in a suit, it's like a wedding or a funeral or, mm-hmm. or a big event, which, you know, I don't do a ton of, but it's about it, you know. Um, it's one nice thing about radio. You can kind of dress for comfort. Well, and you it's nice. In here, nobody nobody, sees, nobody this sees is, me. This is a little but sometimes I go around town and my wife's like, "You, what are you doing? Like, go, don't walk outside like yeah. that. You look, you look, you look like you're homeless, like, like, but I'm comfortable. She's like, just, I'm not telling you to like get dressed up for church, but, but, but by God, do something mm-hmm. like fair enough. You know, before well, her, I was walking around, you know, in pajama pants and looking back, it probably wasn't a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> I used to get, <laughs> I was like, nobody knows who I am. I don't care. I was all into the comfort and look, I didn't wear sleeves for a long time. I mean, I, every shirt I had was cut and, uh, in fact, nobody saw me, and I was big and hairy, and it didn't matter. You know, I wasn't going to get a date, so that didn't matter. And, and it, you know, I wasn't really trying to impress nobody. Right. That's kind of how yeah. I'm like, look, I'm, what am I even doing? Like, I'm <laughs> I'm wearing a sweatshirt right now. Like, I don't – actually, that was another thing. This morning, I actually had to put on a sweatshirt early it's this nice. morning walking. I was like, this is some this is some good weather. ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. Weather delay Saturday night for the Cajuns. Um, about an hour. Came out. It, did, it wasn't like, man, what did he say to him? Because when they came out, the rest of the quarter looked like the rest of the first half. It was just kind of like, ugh. Then the second half starts. There's no halftime, but I mean, it, it was like a damn burst. Gee, mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, Coach Desimo said after the game, tail of two halves. I'm like, man, that's that's putting it mildly. Yeah. That's like saying Cookie Monster enjoys cookies. Yeah, I mean, it's a little more than that. That. They won by four touchdowns. You had told someone, you know, at the end of the first two quarters, like, oh, yeah, they're going to cover the over. The Cajuns are going to win by 28 points. It's – don't worry. It's they're, they're about to dominate. You'd be like, yeah, sure. Seven possessions, seven touchdowns, forced five turnovers. Forced them. Yep. I mean – Takeaways. What, takeaways. There you go. You remember, have you ever been a part of a game that was that – I get momentum swings, but that was that drastic. I, we were trailing uh, northeast at the time, 
26 nothing, and then we came back and won the game 40-26. You were on that team, huh? I, I actually wasn't playing. I was up on the hill. I had hurt my knee that year. But that was a year, one of my years. I had gotten hurt a couple games earlier. Dwight Prudham was our quarterback then. It all started with a, a, a goose quarterback sneak, uh, which uh, Northeast at the time, every now and then, would vacate the middle with their linebackers. And it was usually a down-and-distance situation. But we had said that if it happens – and when I say goose, it was a silent deal. He just nudged Dennis Peoples, the center, and he and Peep went by themselves. And then everybody reacts to it after. But, uh, you know, Prudham was not known as, as a guy with speed. Right. Uh, soon to be Lafayette High Hall of Famer, too. Going to go in the Hall of Fame next Shout week for Lafayette High. Yeah. So, anyway, Dwight, you know, went went for a long run with it and scored. And then the momentum turned. And then the Cajuns scored 40 in the second half. That's as close as I can remember to it. The thing that was weird about this is you mentioned that as, as this – the 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 delay resumes when we resume from the delay. Jay and I are talking in the booth and tell, you know said, "Look, all the cages need to do get back control. You know, stop them, get the football, go down, get something out of it, and then you're going to stop. You're not going to go up the tunnel. You're going to stop, start second half, but but you got to stop them and then get a good two minute drill going, and then you're, you'll be fine. You know, Eastern keeps the ball." Goes down, scores a touchdown. Now you're down two scores, and the Cajuns still can't get nothing going. But you start the second half, and and uh, it took till it was twenty one twenty one was the first time the Cajuns had the ball after they stop Eastern after it's twenty one twenty one. The Cajuns have the ball and are tied. That's the first time the whole night because Eastern scored on their first drive and they received Which the kickoff. Their only scoring drive of the second half. I'm not going to say it was it, it was it was benefited by two errors by the officials, like on that drive. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that objectively. Mm-hmm. That was their only scoring drive of the second half. I mean, the rest of it, if you look at it, it was like no. I mean, they that wasn't close. It, it, they they can't get anything going because the receiver went out of bounds and then caught the ball, and then there was another bad call on that one. But it was um, it was just it was it's almost weird how drastic it was there was a game that i had totally forgot i the only thing i remembered about it was that alonzo harris scored like a bunch of touchdowns there was a game against new mexico state that jay pointed out to me i think it was homecoming some point during the hut era and they um they were down 28 to 7 and then they won the game 49 to 35 and harris scored five touchdowns i think mcguire scored two but that one didn't even I feel like if it had been that drastic, I would have remembered it. Like, I don't think I'll forget the game Saturday night just because of how different that the two halves were. No, it was – and look, the the first week was the same thing too now. Kate, up until the fourth down at the end of the first half, Cajuns could do no wrong on either side of the ball. They get stopped on fourth down. Cajuns get stopped on fourth down right at the end of the first half. Southeastern comes out in the second half, and the Cajuns can't stop them and can't move the football. And, um, you know, now it, it, it just – it's it's weird of of you're two and zero, oh, but you've really only played two good halves. The first half, the first game, second half, the second game. If they can put that together, which they'll need to this week, uh, but if they can put that together, I think you've got a real good football team. If they put the other two halves together, you got a real bad football team, right? Because it's it's not like well they couldn't they were okay but couldn't no they were bad. Uh, both the you know now the other team wasn't able to separate because uh, trooping on they, they, they weren't, weren't good that teams. good they weren't yeah good right but but the Cajuns were not good in the first half of of the Eastern game nor the second half of the Southeastern game just not good but they were really good <laughs> in the other two halves they're 
the conditioning aspect of it. I mean, you, you had some things to say on the broadcast about humidity and the, the moisture and what mm-hmm. it does to the, to the O-line and things mm-hmm. like that. How much of it in that second half do you attribute to one team just being a lot more tired than the other? Well, and, and I think it takes a toll, and it's, I don't know that conditioning is, a, is really what it is. It's just an acclimation to the conditions that you're there. I think when, when – when, and I attribute a lot, just to directly answer your question because I'm going to ramble. As, yeah, no, as, that's, that's as great. That's why, that's yeah. why I brought you in. <laughs> yeah. So uh, and we've been up to uh, and played in uh, Wyoming. You know, you go play in, in, up there, or you go play, in, in, or you get in the conditions in, in Denver, or you get in uh, some of the stuff out west. Where it's, altitude. Yeah, altitude, and you're dealing with stuff like that. And, and uh, you're in shape, but you just – it's just something different. It's just different that you're not accustomed to. Uh, and you can't get acclimated to that, you know, in a day or, or whatever. Some teams I, – I know the, the New England Patriots went to play the Dolphins this – last week they went down five days early didn't help them no. but they went to get used days. to the weather yeah and uh teddy bridgewater for some reason was wearing a a beanie on the sideline and he's not smart i was like i mean he is <laughs> i mean i like teddy but i'm like i you know I mean, he didn't play but it's like bro it's it's hot what are you doing yeah. wearing that that's yeah. just wear a regular hat well and some of i, I and look i i'll wear layers a lot of times when I go to my walk or whatever, and some of them trying to keep the sun off, some of it, um, you talk to the old farmers and stuff like that, they always wanted to wear a long sleeve shirt because once they perspired, they were cooler with the moisture of the of the clothing yeah. than they were with the, the – look, we lived in Phoenix, and, and the first time I got out there – Everybody said, "Well, I don't even sweat." Oh, you sweat! It just evaporates, and 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 to dry. Yeah, and it, and and look, I remember Julie was sitting at the pool, and she 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 says, "Dry heat my butt." It and didn't say butt, but she said, "Dry heat my butt." It's too hot to swim because nobody wants to swim in a bathtub, and that water it feels like bath yeah. water in a pool. You know what? You know what? Dry heat is the inside of an oven when it's turned yeah. on. Or a dry sauna. You know, I've got a sauna at the house, and, and it's a total difference between a steam room and a sauna. Yeah. And, um, you know, but but you, you get acclimated. You get accustomed to it. Eastern, we knew that they were going it, to – it's going to take effect. It just does. And, and you know, I told a little story about it in, in the booth when we had a little time, you know, because it does come out of the ground, and you don't feel it. It starts in your calf, and then next thing you know, it's in your hamstring. And then when it starts tugging on your, your pants is when you got problems. And um and that happens gradually, but and then the bear's on you, and you ain't getting it off. And, you, and some big, big boys, yeah, some big guys on yeah. Eastern Michigan. I mean, as you said, the simplification of the matchup, strength versus speed, and you kind of referenced before the game how you felt like, to an extent, the conditioning and the, the elements were going to play a factor mm-hmm. uh, by the time you got to the second half, and. It was part of it, and you know. But once the Cajuns started clicking, like Coach Desimo said, after that first touchdown, he knew, okay, now we're we're rolling. But yeah. said your play call, and he's like, well, when it ain't working, you're like, what am I doing wrong? Everything everything is bad here. And then once it starts working, you can't call a bad one. Yeah. But it's been an interesting start to the season in terms of, as you said, they played eight quarters, they played four good ones and four bad ones, mm-hmm. but they've won fifteen in a row. Now they're traveling to Rice on the road. And uh, it'll be a different challenge. We'll talk to Gerald about that. And biggest positive through two games and the biggest concern. We'll also talk a little NFL football as well with him. Men. Dan Campbell. See his feelings.
He's in his feelings. He's in his feelings on Sunday. We've got to talk about Dan the Man Campbell as well. Little Saints, don't go anywhere. This is ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. Are you ready for week two of Thursday night football? Get ready for week two of touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins with DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet just $5 on any football game and get $200 in free bets instantly. You want more action? Everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings early win promotion. See, it's simple. Bet on LA or Kansas City to win. If your team leads by seven at any point during the game, you get paid instantly even if your team loses. I'm Scott Prather and I'm telling you to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code 1420 to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code 1420 only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older. Physically present in Louisiana. Select parishes only. Bonus issued is free bets. One early win token issued at opt-in. Moneyline bets only. Deposit and wagering restrictions apply. Eligibility in terms at DraftKings.com slash football terms. Licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles. Gambling problem? Call 1-877-770-STOP. He peaked athletically in the seventh grade. Do you know what a hero you are to me? I presume you're referring to my four touchdowns in one game. It's the Great Scott Show with Scott Prather on ESPN Lafayette. The best ticket in sports. Welcome back into the Great Scott Show. Gerald Broussard in studio this hour. Phone lines are open, 337-269-1077. We talked to a few of you last hour. You can hit us up via Twitter, at ESPN Lafayette. What's your biggest concern about the UL football team through the first two games? Consistency. Just ability to hold up physically in, in on the offensive line. Uh, being consistent, running the football. I, I don't know that – I know this. I mean, you, you lost what you lost size-wise, mass-wise, experience-wise. That's going to be hard to replace. I think that they will develop as the year goes on. I don't think that they're going to be uh, running the football for 300 yards a game, you know, like they could or have been able to in the past. They're going to have to throw the football offensively to move the football. And and I'm I'm good with that. You know, you you play to your strengths. I, I think they've got a good receiving core. Uh, the tight ends, you could tell, Coach Desmo was an old tight end coach. You know, because the tight ends are very involved in this offense. And look, you got good tight ends. Keep them involved, and and that's one of those things that you know, as a tight end coach, you're you're sitting there saying, man, my my guys are always open. Well, now you get to call the plays. You know, and so and they're also just throwing the ball more too. Yeah. Kind of being forced to a little bit, right? To move the that's football. what I was going to ask. Yeah. yeah, and 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 that's good. I mean, you you move it in whatever way you can. It's not like they're they're doing it off of uh, you know a, a, a spread and 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 running gun type deal. They they have the illusion or it's a look of a run formation a lot of times, and they're running play action, throwing the ball, run play action, throw the ball, run play action, throw the ball, then all of a sudden hand it off, and you know you can you can do. You can move the football a lot of different ways. You can set up the run with the pass or set up the pass with the run. Either way, uh, as long as you're moving the football, then then you're good with it. Yep. Landon Burton expected to come back this week. It'll give you a little more depth on the O line, but it was, um, you know, it, it was the the unit at UL at LSU with the Saints, where I said this is you know kind of the top question for me about these teams and how far they can go this season, and it and it still is. You know, mm-hmm. two weeks of college football, one week of NFL football, but. Um, as a former O lineman and coach yourself, 
How how much can, in your opinion, an offensive line unit grow from the beginning of the season to the end? A ton. I do think. And look, we saw Landon in warmups and, and thought that he may be was he looked fine to me like there may have been an opportunity to get him some reps Saturday but but he, he didn't but he's back uh and it seems like he's going to be ready to go in there that's that not only adds a little size in the center but it adds depth to your guard position because David Hudson who's playing center and look Dave's not a big guy but but he was a guard last year and played in there at guard can so he adds some depth in there to that position for you also and and um now, you, you, I think the continuity of everything, the experience of everything, and and the it sets up well because Southeastern, uh, Eastern Michigan was an upgrade. Their defensive line was an upgrade from Southeastern. I think this week's Rice team is going to be an upgrade from Eastern Michigan. I think after you get out of Rice, and I know South Alabama is going to be an upgrade from Rice, and then we know Marshall is going to be an upgrade. So uh, the other thing, you get to practice against a good defensive line, but every week you get a little bit better. And it's not like you're going from, you know, ULM is going from playing Nichols to Alabama. So it's um, it's not like that. It's, it's a gradual upgrade that allows you to see, hey, where are we and can we get a little bit better every week? And that's all you want is just to get a little better every week. It's as we said before the season, it's the the schedule is built the right way for this year's team. Sets up perfect. It, it really is. Um, you work off the rust. You work on, you know, the new faces, the new play. You know, not the new play cars, same play car, but you work on some of the new staff members, new play, all that. You know, new quarterback. Speaking of quarterback, you know, everyone's going to talk about playing two quarterbacks. Um, it'll be a topic of conversation all season, and Coach Des gets that. Mm-hmm. You know. Someone asked me yesterday, you know, what, what, do you, what do you, why do you really think they do it? I said, because of the quarterbacks. And what I mean by that is not the obvious, look, they feel like they can both play, they're good. Coaches always saying, well, if one guy gets hurt, it's going to be good to have that experience. But because those guys can handle it. If one of the two could not handle that, it would not be happening. And there are a lot of quarterbacks, some have, played at UL, there have been quarterbacks who played all over the country at every level that wouldn't be able to handle in the same manner that Woldrich and Fields have the current situation. I think that's as much to do with them being able to do it as anything else. You know, Coach says, well, they support each other, they're friends, and you know, when Coach Desimo and Jerry Babb were in a QB battle, it was different. Des got in early because Babb got hurt, then Babb came back, and then eventually Babb was gone and Des, it was his team, and you know, Woldrich is, is a year farther along in eligibility. It's a different situation. But, you know, Jerry and and, 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 and Coach Dez, held, they, they handled it great. I mean, they were in each other's weddings. I don't know how, how close Ben and Chandler are. I just know that when you do something like this, if one of the two can't make it work, it does not happen because it starts to – there's a trickle-down effect to the entire locker room. They're, you know, they're, okay, I'm with this guy and I'm with this guy. That's that's a it's a lot of responsibility on those guys in terms of that how they handle that mentally, how they handle that as a QB, which naturally you're going to be one of the you know I mean Chandler's not a talkative guy, but as a quarterback you're one of the leaders, mm-hmm. depending on how you lead. That's why I think they're able to do it is those two guys and how they approach it in the right way. Well, I think and and that's you know you mentioned Coach Desmo you know and his experience with that. You've got Coach Viator helping him with the quarterbacks. 
it's all in and look they know and the team knows and the players know but but you're right when you say they they all have their 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 pals that want to see them play. I thought the irony of a little bit in the first game, the first week, you know, Peter LeBlanc's been the leading receiver for the Cajuns for the past couple of years and stuff. Finally, his roommate gets to be the quarterback, and he doesn't catch a pass in the first game. <laughs> yeah, 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 I thought yeah, that yeah. was really cool. I was, and um, and and not and look, Peter, it did not. Buy, I mean, I know he was excited and he's happy with the win. He he really is uh, the epitome of a team guy, and and so, but I just. As Gerald, you know, I found kind of a little humor in that, and uh, so, but I think it's all in how it's handled, how it's presented, and the constant communication with. Him. And I, I, I think that you know when Ben's gotten in, he's had some success. He's moved the team. He's done some good things with it, and he knows. I mean, everybody talks about the backup. You're one player away. You're one player away. You got to stay involved. You got to. Uh, you know, plan and, and 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 prepare like a starter and all that. But if you don't think you're going to play, it's hard. I mean, human nature is is just it's not going to put the same effort in if you're not going to get rewarded for your effort. But Ben knows he's going to get rewarded for his effort, and if he moves the team, he he'll get a few more snaps. And he that has been they've been true to their word doing that. Coach Des has always come back with it. Chandler's our starter. Ben's our backup. Chandler is our starter. Ben will play. But Chandler's our starter. Ben's our backup. If he waffles on that at all, it creates problems. Yeah. Problems. It's, it's, a, it's a tough thing to handle, and I think as a whole they've all handled it well. Yeah. That's my take on it. Now, look, there are going to be people that complain about it all year. It's not going anywhere. No, and it's I mean, fine. This, it's fine. This, Let other unless, people talk. unless something drastically changes in one of the two performances, and I mean for – in the wrong way. Correct. I just don't, I don't, I don't foresee this. I, I, I think, you know, and if they both stay healthy, this is how it's going to be all season. And and I have no problem with it. I mean, now would you have said no that a couple of weeks ago or has, yeah. has your opinion changed now that you've seen it play out and just how it's worked through two games? No, I, I, I always thought that it, it, no matter who won the job, I thought the other one was going to get an opportunity to get on the field. The other thing that, that we've seen happen and saw it, this past week, I remember you asking the question of Lance Lejean and what was his role going to be? Was there ever a thought to move him? When, when Coach Desmo first answered that question to you, he was like, look, he's a quarterback. We've practiced him as a quarterback. If he's not playing as a quarterback, he's too good an athlete to stand next to us. And so, But they had never broached that topic with him. Right. Well, obviously they did, um, you know, because they got the ball to him as a receiver. And um, look, just watching him out there, and Jay and I talked about it during the broadcast, and, 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 and he may be the most explosive person on the whole football team as far as tr- just I, true I athletic think, I ability. Think he, I think he is. Yeah. I think he and, might be. And I, because it's it's the size coupled with that kind of speed and agility. Yeah. You know. And and look, he, he when they practice punt, and they don't want to hit the ceiling. He throws the ball for him, and yeah. he throws it just kind of. <laughs> it's like when you steps. did it recess back yeah. in the day. But he's throwing. It, we used to call it P for K, pass uh-huh. for kick, uh, and he half steps and throws it seventy yards. I mean, it's just like oh my goodness. And then you see him running around out there, and say, my goodness. And, and uh, no, I mean, he's got some special athletic ability. So, but that conversation, because of the honesty of the room, I think it's a lot easier. To have that conversation at the time you do, and um, be honest up front, yeah, and then in the future it's not difficult. Yeah, just 
beyond, and look, it's not what everybody wants to hear, but that's okay. That's as, as long as, as long as you're honest all the time. And as long as they don't feel like you're using them. And that's, you know, I, I deal with that in my profession now. People, I'm, I'm not going to tell people what they want to hear, either our employees or our customers or our vendors or stuff like that. But as long as we're honest with them tell, and, and, and have a reason, and then you can show them, I mean, you know, it's it's yeah. like here's why we made our decision. Here's what we see. I'm not asking you to agree, but this is our decision, and this is how we're going to move forward with it to benefit you. And and, and so I, I think that 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 discussion has been had in the room. I think they're handled the room really well, and you hear it kind of uh, reemphasized every time you hear Coach Desimo talk. And look, I'm good with him. I really am, and um, and I, I like the way they're handling it. You mentioned for some reason randomly when you're talking about PK and the how you did it in recess back in the day with someone just throwing the ball for a kickoff. Remember K two like footballs? You remember that brand? I remember no. K two coolers. I don't there was like a K two, and it was just it was back when I was in like middle school and junior high, and for some reason it was like in the moment, like kind of like ten K was like this is like top of the line. And, I hadn't thought about it in years. I don't know. It just popped in my head. <laughs> I was hoping you were going to remember, but nope. No worries. No worries Dude, at all. I didn't remember playing Rice in the game. I remember the first time we played him and beat him. And then uh, we were in the booth and Craig was talking about going to a Rice game. He said, yeah, I think it was 83. You were like, I really? Said, I said, Craig, it was my senior year. I said, I don't remember that. He said, and I said, might have been 84. Because I said I was a GA, might not have paid 85. I was gone. So he pulls up on his phone. Look, it was. 83, here's your senior season. I looked at it and I, was, I, I remembered our final season, but I I got hit in the head a bunch. <laughs> I didn't even remember that game. No, not a There bit. are certain things you just block out of your head for some reason. Well, we got beat, and, yeah, sometimes you don't want to remember. Something. That might be it. Um, Rice, somebody uh, sent me a message during the show. It says, something cooking in Rice Stadium this week with a little crawfish. And then it put Go Owls, Rice versus Louisiana Raising Cajuns. They just have a... Big crawfish pot of boiled crawfish. He said that someone needs to step up their trash talking. I'm like, if that's, I don't know if they're trash. Maybe they're just being nice. They're like, hey, something's yeah, but- cooking. We're gonna. Bo- Maybe they're just legitimately think they can boil crawfish in September, which they can't. Yep. You know. Uh, but no, if that is their idea of trash talking, that's that's only gonna make us. That makes me hungry. I see it. I'm like, I'm just now. I'm mad. It's not crawfish season. You know yeah. what? Now that I'm thinking about it. They Rice did beat us, and I think they might have tore the goalpost down because they had the longest losing streak at the time. Oh man! See now, now we're now we're breaking yeah. through layers. Now, this is a this is made, a therapy thing. You blocked th- it from your memory. The trauma. <laughs> what made me think of it was is that the trash talk from the Rice student body was not the same as the trash talk we were used to getting from from other places. They were all like, "Here's a math equation." We're going to help you with your homework. Well, it's it's the old, uh, that's all right, that's okay, you're going to work for us anyway. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Okay, dude, you serious? Yeah. You know, but... but uh, So here's, here's uh, here was the final in that game. 22 to 21. There is no attendance listed for that game. That's because nobody went. Um, you guys had uh, started the season... Like oh, and five, five but one four out of five for the last five, and that Rice game was one that you know it looks like you, it was close. It was close. That, I don't have any box score from that game or anything else, but G had uh, blocked it from his memory until 
just recently. Yeah. Old coach Sam Robertson back. Yeah, you know, that was yes, Craig sir. that brought. Don't 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 blame me for bringing <laughs> well, that. You back. looked it up. I mean, <laughs> why, you were curious. You were curious about the goalposts there. Now I do remember San Jose State, the last game of the year, though, because uh, it was at Spartan Stadium, and we were losing at half, and we came back and won the game, and um, a guy brought me a cigar, and so I, I, I smoked a cigar with my chin strap button and my mouthpiece in, and just sat there. And um, that was your last game. That was my you last went out game. on top. Yep. Went out a winner. Yep. All fat and sloppy. All right. We're going to talk NFL next. Uh, the psychology of when your team starts trending a certain way and how hard it is to fight that off. I'll explain and tie it into something Dan Campbell did over the weekend. Don't go anywhere. Great Scott show continues. I'm Scott. That's Gerald Broussard. He's in the house. This is ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. Are you ready for week two of Thursday night football? Get ready for week two of touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins with DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet just $5 on any football game and get $200 in free bets instantly. You want more action? Everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings early win promotion. See, it's simple. Bet on LA or Kansas City to win. If your team leads by seven at any point during the game, you get paid instantly, even if your team loses. I'm Scott and I'm telling you to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code 1420 to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code 1420 only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older. Physically present in Louisiana. Select parishes only. Bonus issued as free bets. One early win token issued at opt-in. Money line bets only. Deposit and wagering restrictions apply. Eligibility in terms at DraftKings.com slash football terms. Licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles. Gambling problem? Call 1-877-770. Hey, this is Rich Eyes. And you can hear me every day on ESPN Lafayette from noon to three on the Rich Eisen Show. ESPN Lafayette. E to the S to the P to the N. The best ticket in sports. Welcome back into the Great Scott Show. Your weather forecast today from the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab. Sunny, high of 87. Tonight, clear, low of eight, uh, 64. That is some, some nice Wednesday weather. Weather should be great on homecoming at UL. I want to remind you guys about the tailgate for 50. October 1st, when the Raging Cajuns take on the Jaguars of South Alabama, you could win the ultimate tailgate party for 50. We've given this away for years, each season, for, for tailgating. UL Athletics, ESPN Lafayette, and Fizos Seafood Steakhouse and Oyster Bar teaming up. Fizos sets up the tent, the tables, the chairs. They cook the food. They provide the soft drinks and water. They have a wait staff at a prime tailgating spot right there across from the band. It is awesome. Oh, and by the way, 50 tickets to the game. Tailgate for 50. Only way to get it is to win it. Only way to win it is to sign up. Head to the ESPN Lafayette app. Click on Tailgate for 50. Go to ESPNLafayette.com, click on Tailgate for 50 on the What's Hot Bar. You can also sign up for our weekly Saints contest. Somebody's going to go sit. They get to tailgate before the game with an open bar and food outside the Superdome above Champion Square. They get tickets to the game. We're talking a great package, and I know that that Saints-Bucks ticket is one that a lot of folks want to get. So only way to win, go sign up. Gerald Broussard in here for one more segment the psychology side of sports, G. The Lions lost to the Eagles 38-35. to The Saints beat the Falcons 27-26. to I'm going to focus on these two games. So, Saints game was, was insane and hilarious. Um, 
wouldn't have been hilarious if they lost. I would have been devastated for a couple of days. Mm-hmm. Usually when you, Luke Johnson told me this, um, he, he pointed it out and he's right. When you have your, your best comeback in franchise history, from a fourth quarter standpoint, the Saints had never come back from being down 16 in a fourth quarter. And they did. And they won. Usually when something like that happens, you have to do everything right and the other team has to do a lot wrong. Well, the Saints didn't do everything right. In fact, they they made a number of mistakes where like any of them, you would have been like, oh, that's it, game over. Like, no. I mean, they made so many mistakes and they still won. Yep. If it had been any other team, they wouldn't have won. The The Falcons somehow, and, and you know, maybe not Mariota because he's new there, but a lot of the players that have been there, when you've lost more games in the last three years, being up by 15 or more points in the fourth quarter than the rest of the NFL combined, it's in your head. You may not be talking about it or whatever. I doubt Arthur Smith on the sideline is like, not again. I mean, he can't do that. Mm-hmm. But it's in your head, and it's impacting how you play, how you call a game. It's, it's, much, it's almost like the more you fight it, the more it's impacting you. You can't just be loose. I'm almost like, why not just talk about it and just get it off your chest and then just and then try to rectify the problem. In Detroit, they've they you know, they lost 7 games last year by one possession. 7. Dan Campbell's attempted an onside kick down a touchdown in the third quarter. Like what it, why? You didn't get it. You said, "Well, we wanted another possession." Cool. I'm sure you did, but what you did is Philly got the ball in a short field. They went down, they scored their last touchdown of the game. Um, I bet you that if the if they weren't the Lions and they hadn't lost so many close games and they weren't in such, so hungry for a win because they're working their tail off, he probably doesn't do that. The psychology, when you're on the field and you have a negative trait following you or a positive trait, you're winning lots of close games. Is it better just to not fight it, to just, and maybe in some ways embrace it. Well, you, you, you embrace the good stuff. You, um, it's hard to handle the negative part of it. It's hard to handle the "here we go again" mentality. Uh, I've, I've been on teams that are that way. That we were just good enough to almost win against. Didn't matter who we played. That's painful. I mean, huh? Yeah, it's horrible. Uh, and then when you do win, you finally win. You win against somebody you're supposed to beat by blocking an extra point or something like that, you know. And um, you know, it's just that uh, you know, Scott, more games are lost than won, and 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 a lot of the good teams just don't lose. Just don't. If you just don't lose, that most of your opponents can't beat you, you know. Especially in, unless you know they're just such a huge talent deficiency, sure. Sure. and that's usually not the case in the NFL. Um, that hasn't been the case for, 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 you know, the Cajuns here lately and, and looking at them is they, they have a mentality of winning. They go into every game. I mean, I remember we went into seasons where, okay, we're going to be favored in three of the 11 games we're going to play. We'll be a push in another four and or maybe three or four of those. And we're going to be just, we got four quote unquote money games, you know, that hopefully we can stay close and don't get. Now you go into them thinking you're going to win, but, but, preparing is if you're going to win, but preseason fans, you know why you're going to play those games. Um, 
when you look at teams like the Lions, when you look at teams like the Falcons, that they, they have enough talent to keep it close and they just want something to go. You, we, we saw in hard knocks, Aaron Glenn is, is getting all over his defense in practice because they're allowing success by that team. And the team he's talking about, that team, is the Lion offense. Yeah. It's his own team. You know, I can't believe we're letting those guys. Well, that's the offense that you, you know. And, and so the the mentality there is, is and look, that's part of you want to be competitive with each other and all that stuff. But but uh, it, it is frustrating when you feel like you're right there and you just can't get over the hump. I mean, the same thing with Nebraska we talked about, same thing with Eastern Michigan we talked about, two longest, I mean, two schools who had the most one score losses in the NCAA and it's just you just and it doesn't matter Eastern Michigan separated by two scores yeah we got it now well no Atlanta's dude, they're up by 16 in the and, fourth and and they had been dominated the Saints played awful for yeah three, I mean Atlanta's winning in the trenches they're they're whooping the Saints tail yep. with the exception of like two Taysom Hill plays they're whooping mm-hmm. them yep. and then they start fumbling the ball they, they for on third and one to end the game. They decide to not give it to Patterson, who's gutted the Saints. They try some weird quarterback thing. He fumbles it, then he picks it up. But it, it, it just it, it was it was a comedy of errors. Yep. And I think that it's hard, especially hard when you're at home, because I always talk about the shared emotional experience of a live sporting event. And when you're at home and these things are happening at Nebraska in Atlanta, in Detroit, mm-hmm. where all these games happen this weekend. When things go south, it's like, you, or or even the hint of things going south, you can feel it. Yeah. And sometimes it just takes, like you mentioned, a black extra point. I mean, listen, for young Saints fans, they don't, they don't know what it was like for so many years. I remember the first Saints playoff win ever being there. They're up 31-7. to seven. Only team in the NFL. Had never even won a playoff game, ever. They've been in the league at 34 years. Gee, in the in the fourth quarter, the Rams, I mean, just boom, boom. They come storming back. Saints even got a pick in the red zone. Still was like, oh, God, oh, God. Saints, third down, let's run the ball. No, we're going to throw it. Oh, incomplete. Gave him a ton of t- I mean, it, the, Kurt Warner and the greatest show on turf had over a minute. It's like, it's it's like it was, it was pandemonium. Everyone's celebrating. Now you can feel it everywhere. And, you know, by the grace of God, you know, Akeem dropped the ball and they recovered it. And it was it was just this giant, oh, my God, this exhale. And they finally got over that hump of never being able to win a playoff game. If you're the Lions or the Falcons, I don't, I don't know that, and it's something like this, I don't know that it's a single game. I mean, for the Falcons, you have a new staff. You have new players. But 28-3 to has just kind of followed them. For the Lions, they've had so much, so many tough losses over the years it you're you're fortunate if it's one moment but it it's never one moment it it takes a lot to just change a culture and those Dan Campbell's working his tail off he's trying to really do it. is he, and 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 I'm rooting for him and the Falcons I'm laughing at him I hope it just happens forever <laughs> but man when it's when that monkey's on your back it doesn't come off in in a single game it just gets heavier and heavier and heavier it's harder to change that at home yeah. It's easier to change it on the road. At home, you feel it from your crowd. It you feel it. It that, does. That shared emotional experience. That oh no, here we go again. Oh no, they they got it. You know, and and you see, you know, you talk about throwing the football on the third down, and when instead of running it and burning clock, but you know, if you can just throw and complete one ball, you end the game. 
You know, it's not that you're just trying to burn the clock. You can end the game by getting that first down. And so you try and force the win. Uh, Dan Campbell going for it, you know, with the, with the onside kick, try and force the win. And, and, and you, you just so hard because you can't force it. You just got to you know, trust in your process and, and hope that it comes to you as you go. But, but as I said, you know, when your crowd feels it coming too, and they do, and, and, and everybody does. You know they don't talk about twenty eight three in the Falcon building, but they talk about twenty eight to three all over Atlanta. And, and it so, doesn't help when you know you have empty seats and there are a lot of Saints fans making fun of you at the oh, same time. You're hearing it there. Yeah, yeah you're just yeah. it's like yeah. it's it's all over the place. Um, yeah. The 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 you think about like a church, whatever church you go to, right? When the whole church is very in the moment. It's a shared emotional experience, and it's not just what's. It's not just the you know you could say it's the Holy Spirit, but my point is, you're feeding off of all the emotions together, mm-hmm. and it's the same way in sports, man. When you've got an environment and the crowd all feels away, as a player and a coach, it is that energy is going straight to you. Well, I never, as a coach, you know, you have the single ear and the two ear headsets. I always tried to get the two double ear headset. I tried to keep the crowd out of my head. I didn't want to hear it. Now, it's hard to hear the players at times, so you, you pull one of the ears off and put it behind sure. you. But then you get more of the feel. I know as a coordinator, I never wanted to be downstairs. Always wanted to be upstairs and treat it like I'm watching TV. Try and take the crowd out of it. Just You want no emotion in it. You want to try and stay and just stay in mm-hmm. your thoughts. But it's hard to do. You can't. I mean, uh, a lot of decisions you make during the week because you don't want the crowd, the influence of the crowd, to to impact your decision. You want it to be a more logical thing. And look, sometimes that's it's okay to to, to do that because hopefully your team plays off that momentum too, and um, you know, or enthusiasm or whatever it is, as long as it's not negative. That's Gerald Broussard, the G Man. He'll be on the radio this Saturday in Houston as Rice hosts Louisiana. Pre-game begins at 4.30 here on the network and uh, from Learfield as well at 5.30 on the rest of the network. And uh, Gerald and Jay up in the booth, Cody Juno on the sideline. Going to be a lot of fun. Cajuns look to go 3-0 and and extend their nation-long D1 winning streak to 16 games. Great seeing you, man. Thanks for coming in studio. You bet. All right. That is Gerald Broussard who joins me each Wednesday. Thanks to him. Thanks to Dana Paige Baker, who was in here in the 7 o'clock hour. To all the listeners, to the callers, appreciate you guys. Tomorrow on the show, Jake DeLome. Going to talk plenty of football with Jake. Talk, Looking forward to that. Ralph Malbro might be in as well. The Dan Patrick Show's next. This is ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports.